Hello and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. My name is Andrew Lush. I'll be your host for this episode. And of course, I'm joined by Rita Peters, who is the Senior Vice President of Legislative Affairs, but she is also my co-host. Rita, it's a pleasure to be with you today. How are you? I'm great. Great to be joining you again. And Andrew, I don't know about you, but I'd love to know who's watching and what states they're from today. I would love to know as well. You can tell us quick and easy by just dropping a comment below. Let us know what state you're tuning in for. Give us a shout out. Talk about Article 5 in the comments as well. This is the best way to grow the show and to uh, really uh, to start brush fires of freedom because this is the uh, secret weapon that our founding fathers gave to us. It's an Article 5 Convention of States. And the success of this movement depends on you. So we got to share this show. Please share on Rumble, MeWe, Twitter, wherever you're watching. Send out a share. We have a great show lined up for you today. We are going to be talking with Heidi Workman, who is one of the persons who penned the Open the States letter. We're going to be talking to her about how this is really uh, uh, working up the grassroots and how this is just uh, taking our movement by storm. We'll interview Heidi Workman about this letter that she penned open. It's an open letter to the states. Uh, but before we get to that, we have our Article 5 trivia giveaway with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, over to you. Thank you, Andrew and Rita. Well, as you can see, I'm not in my office, but I'm out here in Colorado getting ready for our COS retreat. Going to see a bunch of the staff out here, and we're going to do some planning and strategy. Super excited for that. But I'm also super excited to be able to be here with you to be able to do Article 5 trivia. And of course, one of the reasons I love to do it is because I love to give away COS swag. And this hat, Article 5 hat, is such a cool hat unstructured baseball cap you can put on keep the sun off you super durable and you can win it if you pick up the answer if you have the answer to this question which is not going to be an easy one this is going to test your brain that's for sure but the cool part is, is if you don't win one of these cool hats or if you want one of my american patriot shirts you can go to shopcos.com and you can make it happen on your own you can go and pick one up. You can pick up some extras and give them to the people you love that also support Convention Estates. And of course, thank you guys for your incredible support. Our incredible growth with Convention Estates right now is unprecedented. I'm so excited to be a part of Convention Estates right now. So let me switch gears, get over to the trivia, get this question out to you so you guys can be going. Remember, as soon as you hear the question, if you know the answer, start popping it into the chat. So that way we'll know that you are the first one to come up with the answer. All right, well, here we go. Here's our question of the day. Which founding father said all of the following support, the, the following in support of an Article 5 convention and the process? Here's the first quote. Article 5 equally enables the general and state governments to originate the amendment of errors, as they might be pointed out by the experience on one side or the other. That came from Federalist 43. Second quote, the final resort 
within the purview of the Constitution lies in an amendment of the Constitution according to a process applicable by the states. That was in a letter to Edward Everett. And here's the third and final quote of a founding father in support of Article 5. An ulterior resort is provided in amendments attainable by the intervention of the states, which may better adapt the Constitution for the purposes of its creation. And that was in a letter to M.L. Hulbert. So there are the quotes and your question again, which founding fathers said all of these in support of Article 5? I hope you've got the answer. I hope you popped it in. If not, maybe do a little research, but more importantly, listen to this incredible show with Heidi. And I'll be back later to give you your answer. Back to you, Andrew. Thanks, Mike. Well, joining us today is Heidi Workman, who is a philanthropic writer for Convention of States Action. Heidi, it is a pleasure to have you. Thank you for joining us. I want to jump right into my very first question uh, and about the open letter to the states. On July 4th, 2022, Convention of States, the Convention of States Ohio team published its open letter to the states calling upon all sister states to rise in defense of the liberty that our founding fathers secured for us. This is a big deal considering that our liberties are constantly under attack. So on September 15th, 2022, which is Article 5 day, the National COS team plans to issue a press release and publish this open letter uh, to the states with signatures in a publication uh, that has national circulation. So I guess, first of all, Heidi, what was the inspiration for this open letter to the states? Well, thanks for having me, Andrew. I really appreciate the opportunity. So I conceived of the open letter to the states after I had joined the Convention of States team in the Ohio Communications Department. Um, and I was really inspired when I was reviewing the Declaration of Independence. And I really was focusing in on the grievances that were listed against the throne of England. And if you will give me just a moment, I'd like to revisit that incredible document together if we have just a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay, it states that when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. There are a few grievances that they've listed that I would like to highlight. They may sound familiar even today. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has obstructed the administration of justice. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has effected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation for cutting off our trade with other parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury, for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws and altering fundamentally the forms of our government. He has excited domestic insurrections amongst us, 
a prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. So these grievances surely resonate with all of us even today. And it was the inspiration behind the open letter to the states. Well, so we know that every people has ultimately this right to alter and abolish their government and form a new government, but we aren't there because we have a constitution that includes in Article 5 a way to propose amendments to the constitution in order to correct imbalances of power that occur. And at the Convention of States Project, that's what we are working on. We're working on using the tools that our constitution provides to correct imbalance of power through a convention called by the states where the states get together and propose amendments on three topics, imposing fiscal restraints on the federal government, limiting its power and jurisdiction, and setting term limits for federal officials. Now, Heidi, uh, part of the letter just before it lists a number of grievances with the federal government, it says, we now issue this open letter to the states to communicate our grievances with the federal government. And what's unique about this is that the open letter is addressed ultimately to state legislators. So many petitions these days are either to Washington, D.C., where they just get immediately thrown in the trash can, or it's just a method of building an email list for the organization that's sending the petition, right? Why do you think it's so important that we stress the urgency of the moment with our state legislators in particular? So I envision the open letter being used by throughout the country to serve as a clarion call to the state representatives to stand up with courage in the face of tyranny and to seize their authority under Article 5 of the US Constitution to protect and restore our republic. So I believe that the Article 5 process is the last peaceful, legal, and powerful tool for the people to demand a change and a restoration back to the principles of federalism that our framers intended with the founding of this country. Mm -hmm. It is the state legislatures that have the responsibility to protect and secure those rights. Mm -hmm. So uh, I wanna talk about the dates for a moment, uh, Heidi. We have the, the starting date, which is July 4th. This is when the open letter to the states was published, but then uh, September 15th, is going to be the day when there's a press release and that it's circulated around the country. Why are these two dates so important to the open letter to the states? So naturally, July 4th is our Independence Day, you know, our celebration of our independence from the throne of England. And then September 5th is, or 15th, is the 235th anniversary of the inclusion of Article 5 in the US Constitution. So the timelines are very relevant to the celebration of what we have in this country and also um, a you know, call to action uh, celebrating those dates of independence. Mm. Heidi, tell us your COS story. How did you learn about Convention of States and what inspired you to get involved? And you know, as a volunteer, to start giving of your time and energy toward this effort? Sure, so last November, I stumbled across an ad in the Epic Times 
um, that was encouraging activism through the Convention of States, which was my first exposure to the movement. Um, and naturally, it piqued my interest. And uh, one of the first things that I saw was the um, video by Mark Meckler on the Call to Action page. And I was so hooked because he and Michael Ferris shared a vision for a better future that I felt was so relevant, you know, such a solution to where we are today and something that should be shared, you know, far and wide. So I really wanted to use my skills and I have a background in marketing and communications to help bring that story forward and help promulgate that vision so that people can imagine what kind of future we can restore for our children and all future generations. And, you know, it, during a period of uncertainty, now more than ever, I feel people need to get involved. And I never would have done that in the past, but I know I feel, and many of our grassroots activists feel, that they were led to this movement, that wow. there is purpose for them, and it is their way to do something peacefully to help protect and restore their future. Mm. And that's not the end of your COS story, though, because you've recently been brought on as a COS staff serving in the COS, um, uh, you've been brought on as a staff to work for as a philanthropic writer. So, you know, you went from that article uh, from the Epic Times, you, you joined the movement, you felt like you had purpose, and now you're part of the staff. So what is your, what's been your takeaway so far since you've joined the COS staff as, an, as a uh, philanthropic writer? Sure. So, Naturally, you know, things are moving so quickly um, in this country that I assumed that joining the national team would be um, a whirlwind of activity, but I had no idea that we would be operating essentially at Mach 5. So, I mean, it's just been everything that I can do to keep up, and I just love the enthusiasm and excitement and, you know, the incredible cooperation that I'm seeing at the national level, although we are all remote, um, we're working in tandem and in lockstep with each other. And it is just incredibly um, inspiring and empowering to be a part of that team. Mm. Heidi, tell our viewers where they can go to read the open letter to the states or to engage how they can get involved learn more about Convention of States, what do people need to know? Where would you direct them? Sure, so I posted that blog on the Convention of States website, um, conventionofstates.com, and you can find it by clicking on the, um, I believe it's the news section, so most recent news, and it's right there posted to the top of the page, you can't miss it. So that um, blog, the intention for that was to secure and solicit signatures so that we can, you know, unite people behind the cause and the stand that Convention of States is making, hoping that, you know, more and more people will share that vision, will become involved and kind of draw the masses into the movement. So we, we I encourage and I hope and hope to see that it will be shared far and wide and we'll see a massive influx of supporters for Convention of States because it truly is the solution, the only solution that's big enough for the problem that we're facing today. Hmm. Heidi, uh, thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and you truly are an inspiration to many of us here and to the grassroots. Um, thank you so much. We are going to transition now to our COS trivia giveaway with 
with Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, over to you. All right, what a great show. Thanks so much for sticking through the show and hopefully you're real excited to hear the answer. Maybe you already saw the answer. Maybe you don't know. This is kind of a tricky one unless you happen to be quite a, a, a student of history. And remember the question was, which founding father said all the following in support of the Article 5 process? First quote, Article 5 equally enables the general and state governments to originate the amendment of errors, as they may be pointed out, by the experience on one side or the other, from Federalist 43. Second quote was, the final resort within the purview of the Constitution lies in an amendment of the Constitution according to a process applicable by the states. That was in a letter to Edward Everett. The third quote as part of the question, an ulterior resort is provided in amendments attainable by an intervention of the states, which may better adapt the Constitution for the purposes of its creation in a letter to M.L. Herbert. Well, the answer, that founding father, James Madison. James Madison, that's our answer. And the reason we bring this up is because there's been a little bit of controversy swirling around James Madison with some of our very few conservative uh, opposers to Article 5. And James Madison, he wrote repeatedly in favor of Article 5 in the convention process, and yet opponents of a convention for proposing amendments frequently cite a passage in 1788 in a letter to create the impression that Madison opposed the Article 5 convention process. Opponents invariably lift this passage, of course, out of context. In response to these claims, Professor Robert G. Nadelson, the preeminent Article 5 scholar, writes, it's clear to anyone who reads the entire letter or the rest of Madison's correspondence that Madison did not oppose an Article 5 convention. He opposed only an idea then promoted by anti-federalists and by the state of New York. They wanted an immediate convention to rewrite, rewrite the entire constitution before it was even implemented. Madison repeatedly asserted that he would not object to a convention in a year or two. He wanted political passions to cool a bit. In several other letters, Madison affirmed his support for the Article 5 convention process. And let's not forget he lobbied in favor of the entire Constitution as the leading Federalist, although these claims about Madison's opposition are often made by these fringe groups on the right. They were actually popularized by big labor. You can learn more about that by reading the letters yourself on our website. Go to conventionofstates.com. You can see the resources link right there. And there is a great article in there. And I recommend you get there and check it out. So anyway, that's it. I hope you were the one who won this cool Article 5 hat. I'm going to be wearing it all over Colorado, keeping the sun off my nose. And thanks so much for having me here, you guys. And back to you, Rita. We do this show every week because we believe in America, the greatest nation that has ever existed. But what is being done to her by swamp monsters in D.C. is a violation of everything that made America special. 
the founders knew this might happen and they gave us a plan to fight back. In Article 5 of the Constitution, they inserted a fail safe, a convention of states for proposing amendments to rein in federal tyranny. We're organizing where we, the people, have the advantage in the states. The best part, neither the president nor Congress can do a thing to stop us. The states are agreeing in advance to discuss amendment proposals on three topics, term limits, fiscal restraints on Congress, and limits on the size and scope of the federal government. This is truly a solution as big as our nation's problems. Join Governor Ron DeSantis, Ben Shapiro, Senator Rand Paul, Mark Levin, and millions of liberty-loving patriots by signing and sharing the petition at conventionofstates.com. Then click the Take Action tab to help us save America. After taking action, make sure that you're following us on social media. We're on Rumble, MeWe, Facebook, Twitter, Parler, YouTube, Instagram, Getter, and TikTok. Please like the content and share the content. You can also listen to this program and other historic legacy content by searching uh, Convention of States wherever you podcast from. You can also text START to 54555 if you'd like to bypass big tech and get important COS messages and updates. Again, that's text START to 54555. Uh, be sure to check out the Battle Cry with COS President Mark Meckler. It's on Sunday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of COS Live. Remember that politics is not a spectator sport. You need to be in it to win. You have to be on the front lines of liberty. It's time for you to get in the game. Your country depends on you. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.